Hi, I'm Sarah from the blog Short Stories and today I'm going to narrate one of my short stories. It's called The Thief of Egypt and this is part 2, chapter 1. By the time she left the store, she had a few potatoes and tomatoes in the bag, along with a few other fruits like grapes and apples. She also took the liberty of buying a few packets of potato chips in case she ever got the urge to snack after dinner. When she left the store, the sun was starting to set. Bright orange clouds replaced the bright blue sky. Zoe walked back to her apartment and watched as the crowd on the street grew bigger and busier with business people. Just as she was about to reach the main door, she saw her mother get out of her black Honda near the apartment sidewalk. She waved to Rashida, but Rashida didn't see her. As Zoe was about to call out to her, Zoe saw Rashida lean into the car and kiss a man who was sitting in the driver's seat. Even though it was getting dark, Zoe could see that the man was wearing a business shirt. As Zoe stood there, shell shocked, Rashida waved to the man and closed the passenger door. Zoe quickly hid behind a pillar and waited for Rashida to enter the apartment before she slowly entered it. She didn't know what to say to Rashida. Should she just pretend like she didn't see anything or should she confront her mother about it? She used the key to open her apartment door and dropped the bag of groceries onto the dining table. After which, she picked up her pace and rushed back to her room to hide. Just as she was about to enter the hallway, Rashida stepped out of the kitchen and saw her. Oh hey Zoe, thanks for buying the groceries. I will buy them myself but I was too busy finishing some reports. Rashida said. Zoe nodded slowly and said, Yeah, no problem mom. Just going to take a shower before dinner. Rashida raised an eyebrow and said, is everything okay, Zoe? You look a bit faster. Zoe quickly said, Um, yeah, I'm fine. Just had a long day at school. I'm going to wash up. Okay, Rashida said. Zoe quickly rushed to her room and closed her door. She sat her desk chair, hyperventilating, as she wondered who the man was. When she felt calmer, she walked to the bathroom and turned on the tap to shower. Even as the warm water ran over her body, Zoe still felt the shock of seeing her mother kiss the man in the car. She got out of the shower and changed into a warm green and white striped sweater with brown khaki pants. Just as she stepped out of the room, she heard her sister greet Harana. Hey, mom. Sorry I'm late. I had surely the practice and couldn't accompany Zoe home. Lena said sheepishly. 
Zoe was expecting her mother to scold Diana for being neglectful towards her little sister. To her surprise, Rashida was quite calm. Oh, I see. That's fine. I think that Zoe is old enough to walk home by herself from school. And it was in the daytime, so it should be fine, Rashida said nonchalantly. What the hell? It's only been two months and now mom decides that I'm old enough to walk home from school. Zoe thought to herself. Zoe helped set up the table while Diana helped Rashida finish up in the kitchen. Diana placed a hot bowl of mashed potatoes with mashed gravy on the dining table. While Rashida placed grilled chicken and tomatoes with blanched leeks onto each of their plates. How was work today, mom? Zoe asked Rashida innocently. It was fine. The meeting went well. Why are you asking me about work, Zoe? You really ever ask me about work? Rashida said. Oh, nothing. Just wondering how your day went. You were in such a rush to get to work this morning. I was worried that you wouldn't make it to work on time. I'm glad that your meeting went well, Zoe said as she stepped her tomatoes. Diana looked up and raised an eyebrow at Zoe. But when Zoe didn't respond to her look, she shrugged and looked back down at her phone. And how was school today, Zoe? I heard that you and Diana were late for class, Rashida asked. Diana started coughing, and she quickly put down her fork. Rashida quickly leaned over the table to pat her back reassuringly. Diana quickly took a glass of water on the table, and took a few sips of water. The potatoes are a bit dry. We should make some soup next time, Diana said, after she managed to stop coughing. We had to take a different route to school because there was an accident on the way to school, Zoe explained. Diana gave Zoe a grateful look and continued looking down at her phone. Speaking of school, I have a field trip to the Museum of Natural History this Friday. Can I go? Zoe asked Rashida. Sure. What time is the field trip? Rashida asked Zoe. It's after our fourth period. It's from a history class, Zoe replied. I see. Pass me your consent form after dinner. Will they drop you off at school or outside your homes after the field trip? Rashida asked. Oh, um, they will let us off at school, Zoe said. Won't that be quite late? I'll fetch you from school after work, Rashida said. Oh, that's okay, mum. Diana can walk me home since she has chilling practice on Friday, Zoe said. Diana looked up from her phone and said, What? Zoe gave her a look and Diana rolled her eyes. Oh yeah, don't worry mum. I can walk home with her after the school, Diana said. Rashida smiled at Diana and said, What a good sister. Thank you for looking out for your sister. No problem, mum. Diana smiled back sweetly. Diana looked down at her phone and frowned. Wow, the new exhibit at the Museum of Natural History is quite popular. People from the other states 
have been flocking in to see the new exhibit, Diana said. Oh, really? What is the new exhibit? Let me see, Rashida asked. Diana passed her phone to Rashida, but bit her lips in the process. She didn't want her mother to see her text messages. Rashida took it and scrolled through the contents of the New York Times online news website. Rashida's serene expression suddenly changed. Her face clouded over as she continued reading the news. Mom, is something wrong? Diana asked Rashida. Rashida glanced up at Zoe and said coldly, I don't want you to see the new exhibit. I don't think you should go on the field trip this Friday. What? Why? Zoe asked in surprise. Mom, why did you change your mind? Why can't Zoe go on the field trip? Diana asked. Because I said so, Rashida said sharply. Diana's eyes went white and Zoe closed her mouth. Rashida looked at both of their faces and said in a softer tone, I just don't think that this field trip is a good idea. Shouldn't you be studying hard, Zoe? Why don't you use your Friday evening to sketch up on your homework instead? Zoe looked back up at Rashida. Rashida looked taken aback as she saw the fury in Zoe's eyes. I have been working hard since high school started. Why can't I even have this one day to myself to have fun? It's not like I'm asking for a lot. Just because you and Dad my boss, you hate everything that reminds you of him. It's not my fault that both of us like history. Why are you punishing me for being like him? Zoe asked Rashida. That's enough, Zoe. Diana said softly. I know that both of you don't even like me. I bet Diana knew about Mom's side piece and didn't even bother to tell me about him. Zoe continued. Diana looked shocked and asked Rashida, Mom, what is she talking about? Rashida's eyes were as big as saucers as she yelled. How do you speak that way to me? Go to your room. Fine, I don't even want to be here. I wish I was with Dad in England instead. Zoe yelled. She pushed away her plate and stormed to her room. Zoe wept on her pillow and pulled out the comforter over her shoulders. The Harry Potter logo was printed onto it. After a few minutes, there was a knock at her door. Go away, Zoe yelled out loud. It's me. Dinah said through the door. When Zoe didn't answer, Diana opened the door and sat at the foot of Zoe's bed. I know that mom can be harsh sometimes, but she loves you. You shouldn't have yelled at her, Diana said. Easy for you to say. You don't have to constantly try to please her, because everything you do reminds her of that. Everything you do is perfect, Zoe said. Yeah, I know. I am perfect. Diana said, and she admired herself in Zoe's mirror. Can't you just do what she says? You know how bad things have been. Ever since Dad left us, Mom has had to work longer hours to support us, Diana continued. Oh yeah? If Mom's so busy, how did she have time to find a new boyfriend in two months? 
Why didn't she even tell us about him? Zoe said bitterly. I'm sure it's none of our business. Anyway, stop being such a brat and apologize to her tomorrow. Diana said. Zoe huffed and pulled a comforter over her head. Diana sighed and walked out of her room. She slowly closed Zoe's door, but paused as she said, You know, you really are a self-absorbed person. Not everything revolves around you. Zoe walked up with a wet stain on her pillow from where she cried last night. She didn't feel like facing her mother that day. It was a cold and downcast day in February, and what little sunlight that was left was covered by thick dark clouds. She changed into a thick bubble sweater with a white collared t-shirt on the inside and wore light brown pants. Diana walked silently with her to school. Their mom left a note on the fridge that said that she had a long day at work. She told them to order pizza after school. Zoe knew that she should have felt guilty for yelling at her mother, but she was too angry at her for not allowing her to go on a field trip. In English class, some of her classmates were talking about the field trip, and some of them were in her history class. Dude, I heard from my cousin that the new exhibit is going to be awesome. A boy with spiky black headset. Yeah, I can't wait to see it tomorrow. I heard that Miss Nolan also plans on giving us a treat on the field trip. A blonde girl with grey eyes said. So we heard them and tried to ignore the growing feeling of envy gnawing at her from the inside. That night, after Zoe and Diana ate a pepperoni pizza, Zoe wondered why her mother was not home yet. A flat screen TV stood near the front door. As they sat in front of it, Zoe tried to talk to Diana about it. Diana just shrugged her shoulders and said, Mom's probably just busy with work. You know how she is? Zoe frowned and said, But she's never been this late before. I wonder whether she's okay. Maybe she just doesn't want to see you. Good night, twerk. I'm going to bed. Diana said. She stood up from the dark blue sofa and placed the wet color remote in Zoe's hands. Don't stay up too late or mom will scold you. Diana called from her room as she closed the door. Zoe waited till 11pm and glanced out of the window near the front door. The window faced the front of the building. It was quiet that night, and only a few people were on the street. Zoe opened the window a little to let some air into the stuffy apartment. A cold wind blew over her face, and she shivered. She rubbed her hands and glanced down onto the street. She froze as she saw a woman kissing a man near their main door. She squinted and couldn't really see their faces. As the street light slowly provided a dim source of orange light, it cast dark shadows over the sidewalk and blocked their faces. As they kissed, 
They stepped out from the shadows. And Zoe saw the face of the man and the woman. It was Rashida and her boss. Zoe had only seen a picture of him on her mother's phone. But she knew that he looked younger than her father. Had blonde hair and had sharp features that would make any woman soon. Zoe saw enough. She felt disgusted at the sight of her mother kissing another man. It felt wrong. Like a betrayal against her father, who was always loyal and loving to her mother. She was about to close the window and head to bed when she heard Rashida's boss, Penny, asking, When are we going out on another date? Zoe heard her mother laugh heartily as she said, How about tomorrow? My oldest daughter will be too busy for chilling in practice, and my youngest daughter will be too busy studying. Both of them will be too busy to want my attention. I'll be all yours tomorrow, baby. Oh, gross. I don't need to listen to this. Zoe said to herself. Why don't we skip work and go to a hotel tomorrow? I can cancel all my meetings and you can call in sick. Maybe we can stay at a hotel for a night? Rashida's boss asked. Choosing baby, I just tell my girls that I am going on a business trip, Rashida said. Zoe was about to close the windows when she heard this. Her blood bowed as she thought to herself, Why does mom get to have fun with her new boyfriend while she forces me to study on a Friday night? She slammed the window shut and stormed to her room. As she was changing into her pajamas, she heard her mother close the bedroom door. Zoe lay angrily in bed that night. She tried to sleep, but all she could think about was the conversation that she overheard between her mother and her boss. She tossed and turned until the moon reached the highest point in the sky. Around 2 a.m., she looked at the clock and groaned. She was still restless. Feeling frustrated, she got up and opened her bedroom door. She tiptoed down the hallway and was thinking of getting a glass of milk to drink when she saw light come out from underneath her mother's bedroom door. She must have forgotten to turn off her lamp, so he thought to herself. She walked to the door and slowly twisted the handle. She opened the door a crack and peeked into the room. Her mother was sound asleep in bed with a self-help book on her chest. Her chest slowly rising and falling as she snorted softly. Her bedside lamp cast a soft glow of yellow light onto her in her black colour bedsheet. Zoe trod lightly on the squeaky wooden floors. She tried to turn off the bedside lamp when she saw a signed document on Rashida's nightstand. An idea suddenly popped into her head. The thought about it made Zoe feel guilty, but she was still feeling mad at her mother. She took the signed document and turned off the bedside lamp before sneaking back to her room. She placed the signed document onto a study table and used a piece of tracing paper to trace over her mother's signature. Next, she placed the consent form under the tracing paper 
entry somewhere signature onto a consent form. As she was doing this, a voice in her head told her that this was a very bad idea. That the museum wasn't worth the trouble of committing a crime. But another voice told her that she should do what she wants to do, even if it means breaking a few rules. After all, nobody really cared about her at home. Why shouldn't she have fun? All she did was try to please her mother, who apparently didn't really care about her anymore. As the voices wrestled with each other, Zoe started to have a headache. By 3 a.m., she was too tired and she gave in to the second voice. She used a pen to trace over her mother's signature and tore up her tracing paper into tiny pieces. Then she sneaked back into Rashida's room and placed the signed document back on her nightstand. As Zoe was about to sneak back out, she stepped on a creaky plank and it creaked loudly. She held her breath and waited. Her mother grunted and turned over to her side to sleep. Zoe breathed a sigh of relief and slowly closed the door. She walked back to her room and placed her consent form into her backpack before she slipped underneath the covers. As Zoe felt her stomach twist into knots, she turned off her bedside lamp and turned over to sleep. Chapter 2 Zoe Zoe awoke to the smell of waffles and coffee drifting in from beneath her bedroom door. She smiled as the pleasant smells of breakfast made her sit up and stretch lazily. Then, she suddenly remembered that it was Friday. Why was her mother making waffles? Ever since the divorce, Rashida barely, barely made pancakes and waffles for Zoe and Diana. And when she did, it was usually on the weekends. Zoe wondered what the special occasion was. As Zoe was getting off the bed, her alarm started ringing and she heard a knock at the door followed by the sound of Diana opening her door. As the smell of waffles drifted towards Zoe, her stomach started grumbling. Diana was smiling, she said, Hurry up, Slowpoke. Mum made us waffles for breakfast. Hurry up and eat them before we head to school. When Diana closed Zoe's door, Zoe turned off her alarm and quickly combed her hair before heading to the bathroom to get ready for school. Zoe quickly changed into her clothes. She wore a burgundy v-neck sweater over a white collared t-shirt and a black polka dot skirt with black tights. And she was changing. She remembered what she did last night. The feeling of bliss was cut short and was suddenly replaced by a pang of guilt that made her stomach gurgle. Zoe reluctantly opened her bedroom door and walked down the hallway. On the dining table sat a stack of waffles and a glass bottle of maple syrup sat next to it. Diana sat at the table eating her last waffle 
and drinking a cup of coffee while white porcelain mark. Hurry up, the waffles are getting cold, Diana said as she saw Zoe. Zoe reluctantly walked to the table. As she sat down, Rashida walked out of the kitchen, wearing a white apron. She held two white marks in her hands. Ah, there you are, sleepyhead. Took you long enough to wake up. Hurry up and eat breakfast before it gets cold, Rashida said cheerfully. She placed a cup of hot chocolate near Zoe's plate and put a cup of coffee near hers. Zoe ate with trepidation and asked, What's the special occasion, Mom? Rashida chuckled and said, No special occasion. I just wanted to do something nice for everyone before I head off to Washington for a business trip. I won't be back till Sunday morning, so take care of your own meals, alright? Zoe nodded. Rashida looked closely at Zoe and frowned. What's wrong, Zoe? Why do you look so glum? I thought that you loved waffles, Rashida asked. Oh, it's nothing. Gonna miss you, Mom. Have a safe trip. Zoe said with a thin smile on her face. Rashida turned to Diana and said, Take care of your sister, alright? Make sure that she eats well. Our mom, take care and enjoy your trip, Diana replied. Rashida looked down at her watch and said, Oh, going to be late for my flight. Take care of each other, alright? She kissed her foreheads, took her suitcase, and rushed out of the door. As Diana put on her makeup in her bedroom, Zoe paced around us. What should I do? Zoe thought to herself. Her guilt was eating her up from the inside. She knew why her mother was in a good mood. But she was still surprised by the hearty breakfast. As the time yet to leave the house for school, Zoe made a final decision and tore up the consent form. She threw it into her rubbish basket and waited for Diana at the front door. Zoe walked to school with a spring in her step, knowing that she did the right thing. But when she entered English class in the fifth period, some of the students in her history class started talking about the field trip. I can't wait! I heard from another student that the museum is huge and full of prehistoric animals. It's going to be awesome. A Nandish boy with brown hair and blue eyes said, me too. I heard that Miss Nelson is going to treat us to pizza at a famous pizza restaurant near the museum. Another girl with colored hair said. Zoe clenched her fist and tried to tune them out. But no matter how hard she tried, she couldn't help but listen to them, yapping on and on about the field trip. When the English class ended at 2.15pm, Zoe headed to the library to do some homework till 3.45pm before she sighed and picked up her backpack to head home. She walked down the empty hallway and dragged her feet toward the entrance of the building. As she opened the school door, a strong gust of wind blew into her face and her hair whipped against her eyes. 
She spat out a few strands of her hair inside. As if this day couldn't get any worse, she mumbled to herself. Diana told Zoe before they left the apartment that starting today, her mother would allow Zoe to go home alone from school, but only during the daytime. Well, at least that's one silver lining. I won't have to listen to Diana talk about Jake, Zoe said to herself. She walked down the sidewalk and turned right. Just as she was about to turn onto the main street that led home, a fly flew out from a bush and flew right smack into her face. Zoe stumbled backward in shock and quickly snatched the flyer off her face. She looked down and saw the words in capital letters, the Egypt king, along with a picture of a pyramid in the middle. Below the picture were the words, Come see the mysterious legend of Egypt, now only showing at the Museum of Natural History during these dates. Zoe read that today was the last day before it moved to another museum in Chicago. As Zoe read this, she got lost in her thoughts. Man, I really want to see the exhibit in the museum. It looks so cool. But what if I get caught by my school? Worse, what if I get caught by my mother? Zoe thought to herself. She walked down the main street and annoyingly crossed through a different intersection. And she kept thinking about the exhibit. When she finally looked up, she realised that she was standing outside the Museum of Natural History. Or to be more specific, she was standing on a sidewalk across the street from the museum. As Zoe stood there, Lemon busted. She felt something cold on her cheek. She used her hand to wipe it off and noticed that it was water. As she looked up, snow started to fall from the sky. When Zoe first arrived in New York in December, it was raining. Rashida told Zoe that it rarely snowed in New York. But when it did, it would only happen two to three times a month. This was the first time Zoe experienced snow by herself. The last three times were with her mother and Diana in their apartment or at the park. It felt different this time, almost melancholy, but magical at the same time. The west entrance of the museum showed a big squarish shaped building with its exterior made of granite. Classical columns stood in pairs on each side of the entrance, along with the words, truth, knowledge, and vision carved into an embouchure at the top of the building. Suddenly, the exterior lights turn on outside the museum and lit up the sidewalk. As the clock hand on a nearby clock tower landed at 4.30pm, Zoe broke out of a reverie and saw her classmates walk out of the museum and head into the school bus. They're probably heading to a pizza restaurant at dinner, Zoe said to herself. 
she unlocked her phone to look at the time. It said 4.30pm. Whoa, I've been walking for that long. I wonder why I didn't notice. What should I do? Now that I'm outside the museum, I want to see the exhibit. But this goes against what I said I wouldn't do. So he said to herself. As the school bus drove off, Zoe couldn't help but notice a tiny bit of sunlight shining onto a statue. It was a man on a horse, and it sat in front of the stairs, leading the way into the museum. Zoe couldn't help herself. It was like she was being pulled toward the statue. Before she knew it, she was standing below the statue, staring at it. The last rays of sunlight slowly disappeared behind the clouds, and Zoe blinked as she came out of a trance. A tour guide standing near the entrance saw her and asked her, Are you here for the exhibition? And Zoe nodded. The man motioned for her to enter the museum and said, Well, what are you waiting for? If you want to see it, you better hurry up. The museum closes soon, and today is the last day this exhibit is being shown in New York. As Zoe looked at the door to the museum, she hesitated. When the twelve saw this, he looked at her kindly and said, I can see that this is your first time here. Why don't you go in and take a quick look at the old exhibits, since you're already here. As Zoe started walking up the steps, the tour guide opened the doors for her and said, Welcome to the Museum of Natural History, young lady. Zoe's eyes widened in awe, and the first thing she noticed was a huge skeleton of a dinosaur in the middle of the room. Behind it stood a colourful fresco that depicted people from the olden times. Tall brown marble columns held up the four corners of the building along with huge American flags on tall poles that stood in pairs on the left and right sides of the building. A reception desk for ticket sales stood on the right side of the building, in between the poles. A black rope barrier stood next to the desk to help with crowd control. Not that they needed it now. The museum was closing soon and there were only a few people left mulling around the dinosaur's skeleton exhibit. Wow, for all the words Zoe could manage to speak as she took in the room. She took a few brochures from the kind ticket sales lady and paid $20 to view all the exhibits. The first room she entered was the Hall of African Mammals, where stuffings of animals like lions and elephants stood in fake habitats. Next, she managed to see a few cavemen and prehistoric animals, like saber-toothed cats and mammoths in the prehistoric room. As she was walking through the hall of African people, she passed by a dark hallway. She paused and looked at a map on the brochure. It showed that the new exhibition was inside and at the back of the old Egypt 
exhibition. Something about the hallway made her shiver. It felt colder than the rest of the rooms, and the lights seemed dimmer. Zoe told herself that she wouldn't go in. It was the least she could do, since she already broke the rule by entering the museum. But as she was about to walk off, she felt a pull towards the hallway. She walked into the dark hallway and entered a dim room with dark blue walls. Golden jewellery in glass boxes and huge slabs of ancient stone featuring hieroglyphics lined the left wall. Four different types of ancient pottery in glass cabinets lined the right side of the wall. In the middle of the room stood a glass table that showed a small diorama of a sphinx and the pyramid of Giza in Egypt. As she marveled at the diorama, something caught her eye. She turned toward the back of the exhibit and something golden shined through the dim light. The new exhibit's archway was covered by a red curtain with golden tassels. Zoe walked towards it and was about to push away the curtains when a hand landed on her shoulder. Zoe froze and slowly turned around to see a security guard. He had dark brown hair in a crew cut that was starting to grey and edges. His eyes matched the colour of stormy clouds. He gave her a stern look and said, The museum's about to close, young lady. I think you should head back to the main hall. So he looked at his name tag and said, James, please let me stay. I just want to get a glimpse of the new exhibit before it closes. So we pleaded. Chase shook his head and said, No can do, young lady. The museum is closing in five minutes, and it's a long way back to the main hall. Please walk towards the exit. So he sighed, and Chase, Chase's face softened as he said, Do you live around here? Zoe nodded. Why don't you come back here another day, and you can spend more time viewing the exhibits? Chase said kindly. Okay, Zoe said dejectedly. Chase exported Zoe, and they were exiting the Egyptian exhibit when his radar squawked to life as a man's voice came over. Chase, I need you in the hall of Pacific people. Some teenagers are trying to deface the Moai statue with gum. Chase groaned and said, Not this again. You let a studio film here one time, and people keep trying to offer gum to a statue. I'm on my way. He turned off his radio and said to Zoe, I'm sorry, but you have to find your own way back to the exit, young lady. I got to take care of some hooligans. You have a great day now. Chase rushed off. And Zoe slumped her shoulders as she walked out of the exhibit. I've come to the end of part two. I hope you enjoy the story and see you again next time.